0: message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. rock of ages, we want to bless your name. There is no one like you. You are the king of kings. You are the lord of lords. You are the I am that I am. Mm. Glory be to your holy name. We thank you that the day has come at last. The day we will never forget. The day when our yokes will be broken. The day when the devil will be put to shame. The day when Jesus will be glorified. The day when our joy will be full. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Spirit of the living God, I pray tonight that you will electrify this place with your divine electricity. Tonight, Father, everything that is not divine Destroy in Jesus' name every sickness, every disease, every sorrow, every failure, every demon. Roast them in Jesus' name. Anything in the lives of these your people that people could point to and say, where is your God? Father, destroy tonight in Jesus' name. Everyone here tonight, my Father and my God, give them a miracle to remember in Jesus' name. Tonight, like never before on this campus, Father, glorify your name. Almighty God, glorify your name. My Lord and my Savior, glorify your name. Save souls tonight. Heal tonight. Set the captives free tonight. Baptize in the Holy Spirit tonight. Perform wonders tonight. And at the end of it all, Father, let your name be glorified again. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. For we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Shake hands with one or two people and say, Well, I love you, but I will get my miracle before yours. So one problem with great sermons is that the first time you hear it, you may not like it. But somehow, it changes your life radically. Because I don't know when next I will be here. I have decided, even before the Lord gave me the title to speak on, that tonight we are not going to come and pat ourselves at the back because opportunities like these may come only once in a lifetime. So if you don't like my sermon too much tonight, make sure you buy the tape, (laughs) hide it somewhere. One day you will reach for it. I am confident by the special grace of God that this is one sermon that we will always be grateful to God for. The few sermons that had really, really affected my lives are sermons that almost made me cry. The sermon I heard when I was born again, some twenty four years ago, was not a very pleasant sermon. I can almost repeat it now word for word. The preacher told us the story of a palm tree, tall, beautiful, with many leaves. And then this palm tree had many older brothers and sisters, not quite tall, not quite beautiful. And then birds came and began to make their nests on top of the young, tall, beautiful palm tree. And the elder ones told this young palm tree, hey, you are in danger. Get rid of these birds. And he said, oh, look at them. They are envious of me. But one by one, they took all the leaves and turned it to nests. And before you knew it, there were no leaves left. And the young, tall palm tree died. And the elders looked at him, and they said, we told him, but he didn't listen. That was the story the pastor told on July 29, 1973. And then he gave the altar call, and I gave my life to Jesus. Because as he was telling the story, I knew that in my family, (laughs) I was the tallest. Youngest, well, I thought I was the most handsome. <laughs> and definitely I was the most educated. And I saw that there have been some warnings from my brothers and sisters that I had been ignoring. I knew he was talking to me. I believe God will be talking to somebody here tonight. <laughs> you see, you can never really affect your generation until you know the purpose why God sent you to the world. And then when you even discover the purpose, and there are many people who live and die without discovering why they came into the world. They come, they come to the university like we've come, get degrees, get a job, they wake up, they eat, go to work, come back, eat, sleep, And continue like that until they die without discovering why they came at all my prayer is that before you leave here tonight you will know why you came but let's start with the word of god before you know I, i get a bit excited because i'm coming back home after such a long time let's go to the word of god i know the light is not Too good for you to read. So I read to you Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 to 7. Jeremiah 1, verse 4 to 7. And the title of our message, if we want to give it a title, will be Child of Destiny. Jeremiah 1, 4 to 7. Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Thank you, Father. The healing has started. (laughs) Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me Say not I am a child For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee And whatsoever I command thee Thou shalt speak Every one of us Before we came into this world God already knew us He said Before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee. The almighty God does not work without a plan. I mean, all you have to do is take a look at the stars, take a look at the flowers, take a look at everything, and you see a pattern that will show you that the great architect behind all these things must know what is called plan. Before the world started at all, God had a plan. The beautiful thing is, in this mighty plan of the Almighty God, somewhere in the plan, you are included. Or at least somebody here tonight is included. Somewhere in this plan of the Almighty God, for everything to work according to what He has planned, There must be a certain boy or a certain girl of a particular height, of a particular weight, of a particular parentage, of a particular nation who will do something at a particular time so that everything will work together. So God knew this. That's why Long before you were born, he decided who will be your father and who will be your mother. You know he chose that one for you. He also decided the particular hour your father and your mother will meet to produce you. In other words, you are not here by accident. Tell the fellow next to you I'm not an accident child. <laughs> You may not believe it, but my parents thought I came accidentally. <laughs> my mother told me that she had already stopped thinking of having children. The Daddy and mommy had agreed no more. Because they had a boy and three girls and they felt that's enough. But Then somewhere along the line the boy they had died. And so they said, Maybe we should try once again. (laughs) You never can tell. A boy may come. That's how he came. (laughs) 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 Glory be to God. (laughs) They felt they had finished. But God said, no, no, there's one fellow still to come. And they said, we've already had three girls, one boy, that's enough. So he took away the boy so that the one he has in mind could come. You are not here by accident. And he said, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. God sent you into this world for a purpose. Even before you were born at all, it has a purpose for your life. A particular bit of the plan of the almighty God that no one else but you could fulfill. Of course, subject to one or two conditions that we will discuss later on. But let me read to you Isaiah chapter 46 just in case you think this is a mathematical theory. Isaiah 46 from verse 9 to 10. God said remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Say, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. He created you for his pleasure. He has a purpose for your life. And the beauty of it is that purpose which he has for your life is a good one. He said in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, he said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil, that you might have an expected end. In other words, I have a good purpose for your life. And because he has this good purpose for your life, you will discover that many a times you do several things wanting to go this way, that way, and God will be laughing. And when he is ready, he will intervene. And just like they say, man proposes and God disposes. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, Proverbs 19, verse 21, the Bible has this one to say along that line. He said, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. I've told the story before. How I came for a Commonwealth Scholarship interview here at this University of Lagos. And uh, before I left home, I wasn't born again then, but you know, I was born into a church going home. So we were taught about God, the way they understood him. So before I left home for the interview, I had prayed the only prayer I knew, God, if it is your will, let me get the scholarship. In other words, I prepared myself for disappointment. If I didn't get it, I can come round and say, it is not his will. So I came to the interview, and you know in mathematics, (laughs) when they ask you a question, it's either you know it or you don't. There's no question of maybe. If I ask you here now, what is 2 plus 2? The answer is 4. If I ask you what is the square root of (laughs) 2, you have to be a mathematician to know what (laughs) that one will be. So I came to the interview, and all the questions they were asking me were so simple, I was wondering... Did these people know that I have a BSc in mathematics? And when they've asked all the questions and I've answered, then there was a particular man from a particular region of the country, which I won't mention, who was sleeping all the time. And so they woke him up and said, well, it's your turn. Ask your question. And he woke up and looked at me and said, where is Entebbe? I said, Entebbe... I'm not here for geography, officer. <laughs> so everybody laughed. Unfortunately for me, it was the big man in the panel. So, so you, know, you know how the result came. <laughs> but as I was stepping out of the interview room, I met my lecturer, who was my lecturer at the University of Nigeria, Onsuka who apparently, because of the war situation in those days, had transferred to the University of Lagos. And he saw me and said, I boy, what are you doing here? I said, I came for the Commonwealth Scholarship. How did it go? I said, well, <laughs> I'm not too sure now. And he said, well, you don't need to go for anywhere to do your... What do you want to do? I said, I just want to do my master's. I said, sir, I know the kind of student you are. Come and do your master's with me. I will supervise. That's how I ended up at the University of Lagos. That's how I got born again while I was here. And that's why I'm standing before you today. (laughs) Step by step, the almighty God will keep on pushing you this way, little this way, little that way, towards the goal that he has set for you. Now, when he called you for a purpose, it's this purpose which he has designed for you, he will not just let you go alone and do the work without equipping you. He said, Before I formed thee, I knew thee. While you were still in the womb, I sanctified thee. In other words, the equipment which you need to do what he wants you to do, he will supply. Many of us don't know why we are in the university. Some of us think we are just here to obtain a degree. That might not be exactly true. I mean, when you, when you get home, read Exodus chapter 2, from verse 1 to 10. Exodus 2, verse 1 to 10. And you see a classical example of God in action. It's the story of Moses. God formed Moses. To bring deliverance to the children of Israel. And you know where he trained Moses? <laughs> in the palace of Pharaoh. You are going to deal with this man later on in life. In the meantime, let me bring you into his palace. So that we learn all his ways. So when the time comes to deal with him, you will know what to do. When the almighty God sets you forth on a journey like you are now, he provides for everything you need to become what he wants you to become. Now, when God chooses who he will use, he chooses anybody of his own pleasure. The man or woman, for example, who could affect the generation, this present generation or the generation to come, could be somebody who is completely unknown, somebody whose parents are nobodies. I mean, when you read 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, we hear, and Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said unto King Ahab, As the Lord liveth before whom I stand, there have be no rain or dew all these years until. According to my word. Elijah the Tishbite. You study that verse very well, you find that when God is talking about, when the Bible is telling us about the various prophets in the Bible, he will always mention the name of their father. But the father of Elijah was such a nobody that the Bible did not mention his name. They just said Elijah the Tishbite. They just mentioned the name of the village he came from. His father, don't bother about his father. <laughs> if he mention the name of his father, it's going to spoil the story. So, le- <laughs> so God could choose a man from a proper, apparently a family that is unknown. And you know the story. Before Elijah finished, he brought about a national revival. This man whose father was a nobody called fire down from heaven at will. Uh, some of you who had been a little close to me you know where I come from my village it's, it's only recently now they are beginning to put it in, on the map <laughs> and you can even still miss your way going there my father I've told you before throughout his life he never bought a bicycle not even a spoke I came from one of the poorest families in the whole world, not just in Nigeria. Now I know this is the truth of the matter because I remember years ago, I remember the day my father bought an umbrella. We celebrated. (laughs) So God can choose anyone. I know God is talking to somebody tonight. And at the same time, he could go to a home, a very wealthy home, and pick somebody there and say, This is the fellow I'm going to use. When you read 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 19, you hear the story of Elisha. He was from a very worthy home. He chose somebody from a worthy home to succeed the son of a nobody. Because he's God. I mean he does as he pleases in the course of heaven. He could choose an ignorant fisherman like Peter. He keep him so mightily that his shadow will begin to heal. Or he could take a professor like Saul of Tarsus. He keep him so mightily that his handkerchief will be casting out demons. In other words, he could choose you. I say he could choose you. Somewhere in between, you'll be there, either maybe your father is unknown like my father, or your father is the richest man in Lagos. If that is the case, please send some money to me so we can do the work of God. (laughs) Or you may be a professor, you might even be 80 years old now, you can still say, don't worry, you are not dead yet. Moses began his ministry at the age of 80. And Samuel began his ministry when he didn't even know who was calling him. In other words, somewhere in between, it doesn't matter your age, it doesn't matter your qualification, God might be talking to you tonight please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as pastor ea e. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the word of god